I want to take your Bible tonight to the book of Philippians for about 10 minutes. And uh, then we'll start preaching after that or something or something. So good to have you here tonight. Bless your heart. Um, good to have you visitors with us. And I wish a lot of our members were here. And uh, that's, I guess that's a disadvantage of having it on TV and having it live stream. Folk can stay in the comfort of their living rooms and flash between, you know, flip back and forth between commercials and the preaching service. Amen. And that's what's good about that. All right. Look in your Bible, if you would please, Philippians chapter number two, if you would please, just a moment. Someone asked a college student, why are you having so much trouble with your studies? He said, well, I guess I have a clinker in my thinker. I have a clinker in my thinker. Do you think maybe that might be affecting a lot of Americans tonight? They have a clinker in their thinker. Watch this, if you would, please. Verse 1 of chapter number 2, the Bible says, If therefore there be any consol be therefore any consolation in Christ. In other words, if there's any consolation at all in Christ, if there's any reason in the world why you shouldn't embrace Christ, being you have now embraced Christ, and Christ is your Savior, heaven's your home. If there be any consolation to all of that, if any comfort... Of love. I thank God there's more comfort in love than there is in anger and hate. Amen. Any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit. In other words, if we're going to fellowship in the Spirit, have consolation of love, and have the consolation of Christ, the comfort of love. If any bowels of mercy, fulfill ye my joy that ye may be like-minded like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind. Let each esteem other better than themselves. Look not on every man on his, look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was, in all, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it, not being, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, took upon himself, the, took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of man. And being found in the fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto the death, even the death of the cross. Now there's two or three things I'd like to point out there if you would please. I want you to look back in verse number four and the latter part of the verse and you'll see the key to the Lord Jesus Christ. You'll find it in the word others. Others. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. And then, if you would please, I'd kind of like to show you something else down 
The Bible says in verse number eight, he humbled himself. Think of that phrase, others. Why did he even come to this earth to begin with? Others. Why was God the one who formed uh, creation? The one that stepped on a ledge of nothing, if you please, and spoke and all we see come into existence. Why did he do that? For himself or for others? Why did he go to the cross for others? His whole life on this earth was spent for others. Now, here's something he could do that you cannot do. He humbled himself. For a little while, you may act humble. For a little while, you may give out the, the era of humbleness. It won't take long to change that. Just a phone call. The kid's dropping your phone. You can't find your phone. Your car won't start. Your mom and daddy loves your brothers and sisters more than they do you. You're the middle child. You're the one who got left out. You didn't get all the hoorahs of the first one, and you didn't get all the hoorahs because, thank God, it was the last one. You just stuck in between. You've been walking around with a chip on your shoulder ever since because... They loved them more than they did you. Humility. You don't humble yourselves. He is the one who humbles. Having trouble with that, are you? It's because it's impossible for you to humble yourself. Oh, you may do it for a moment or two. But notice if you would, please. Here's why. Notice verse number six, if you would please. The Bible says, "Been in the form, uh, and who been in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation. He humbled himself and became obedient unto the death, even the death of the cross." Now, what's the admonition in all of this for us? Verse number five. Let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. Notice it says, let, not put. Let, not obtain. The mind of Christ in the life of a believer is a matter of imputation. God putting that mind in us through the power of the Holy Spirit. If you read through your Bible, you'll find such things as a carnal mind. You'll find such thing as a converted mind. You'll find such thing as a corrupt mind. You'll find such phrase as a control mind. And throughout the Bible, these are taught so that you and I may realize what's going on around us. The problem with most of the world today is we have a clinker in our thinker. 
Our minds are not on the right thing. Now you think about it if you would please. Does it really matter to God what I think? Does it really matter to God what you think? Does it really matter to anybody what we think? Let's turn in our Bible to the book of Genesis for just a minute for a little thought on that subject. In the book of Genesis, way over in the front of the Bible, and if you'll drop off about chapter number six, and please let me read for you a verse there, and we might clear the matter. Does it really matter to God what people think? Verse five of Genesis chapter number six. And the Bible said, and God saw that the wickedness man was great in the earth and that every imagination of their thoughts, of their heart was only evil continually. You, you see what that says? And he repented and repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth and it grieved him at his heart. At one time, God looked down and saw the evil thinking of humanity. And it so grieved him that he actually destroyed a whole civilization because of bad thinking. Have you looked in your Bible to the book of Proverbs? It might be interesting tonight. Does it really matter what you think and what I think? How, we, how our minds can run awry, if you would please. Proverbs chapter number six. And I know you can quote these verses. Most of you can. I know you can. Verse number 18, uh, or verse 17. The Bible said, A proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, and a heart that deviseth wicked imaginations. A heart that devises wicked imaginations, wrong thinking, bad thinking, corrupt thinking, carnal thinking. Well, what does God think of that? Verse number 16, these six things doth the Lord hate. That's a pretty strong word for the Lord, amen. Now, we don't mind at all when we hear that God loves everybody for God so loved the world that he gave his only behalf. Everybody loves that word, love. But the opposite of love is hate. And the Bible said, here, these six things that the Lord hate. What are they? Well, let's look at what it says. Seven are abomination unto him. A proud look. God hates pride. Satan was swelled up with pride. Satan said, I'll do this and I'll do that and I'll do this. And God said, you need to take a ride. And he kicked him out of heaven and judged him for it because of pride. Proud look, a lion tongue. God hates lying. And hands that shed innocent blood, God hates murder. And a heart that deviseth wicked imaginations. You mean God is concerned about what I think, how I think, where my mind is, what I do my, with my mind, what a, what a waste, what I what do with my thinking throughout the day. 
God is so concerned. I wonder now, if you would please, you young ladies, what if you could see what men are thinking when you walk by? Evil men, wicked men, ungodly men, perverted men, like Harvey Weinstein. Jeffrey Epstein, human traffickers, baby rapers. What if you could see in the mind of all of these men who see you walking by? God can. They don't pull the wool over God's eyes. Can you say amen? Uh, what, 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 what would you think, bless your heart, you young ladies who are dating boys who've gone through girls like uh, molasses through a slick biscuit? That's got to be original. I never heard that in my life. <laughs> the biscuit wouldn't be slick in it. It'd be the molasses. It'd be slick, right? <coughs> oh, honey, I love you. Hit that sucker right in the mouth with your fist. Bam. What if you could see what that little pervert's thinking? See, the problem is God does. And it would scare us to death if we could see what's in the minds of so-called Quote, Christian people. I've just, you say, preacher, I don't like this. I don't either. I wonder if some of you men could open the minds of some of the godly ladies as they walk by. I wonder what they've been watching, what they've been letting in, what they've been thinking. Uh, you say, well, preacher, what is a major problem in the world today? It's got to be politics. It's got to, well, let's blame it on the Democrats. Could it be that the big problem today is what we are letting in to our minds? Could it be that these things are affecting us? I discovered a verse several years ago, Proverbs 23 and verse 7, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Amen? Just listen to what a person talks about. You'll probably find out what he's thinking about. Amen? Uh, I wonder if you could find out what a person is thinking if you could listen to what they're watching. I wonder, does X-rated mean anything anymore? I wonder if after the kids go to bed, we put our Christianity to bed with them and we watch whatever we want to. 
Because what you're putting in one day is going to come out. But what's even worse than that, God knows what's in there to begin with. Is that not so? And so we need to be very, very careful, if you would please. You, you think about some of the music that we listen, no, that folk, no, that, I don't know if anybody listens to it or not. Why do they call rap music? These are the singers, they ought to be able to tell me why they call it, why they call rap music. You know, the definition of rap is to strike. <laughs> it's to hurt. If you listen to rap music, even the folks who do it looks angry. Violent. The lyrics is violent. Everything about it is violent. And I guarantee you, you don't listen to that junk without you become that way of thinking. I used to listen to rock and roll music. But when I listened to rock and roll music, all they talked about was hound dogs, blue suede shoes, and jailhouses. I had all three of those. I mean, let's go. But it changed over the years when Elvis died and the Platters and Little Richard and uh, some of them other famous Christian folk I used to listen to. But today if you listen, folk, if you listen, somebody's trying to get into our mind and pump into our minds things that are not godly, things that do not emulate the mind of Christ. Is that not so? And so I, I, I just, bear with me tonight, if you would, please. Did you know the average teenager, think about this, from 1 to 12 years old, from 1 to 12 years old, have watched an average of 22,000 plus hours of television. They've witnessed an average of 18,000 murders in their lifetime. You think about it, if you would, please. Twice the time spent in the classroom at school. And we wonder why in the world things are not going like we should. We wonder why our kids begin to act different. It's because they've been programmed. Why does our kids act like they're mad? What kind of music are they listening to? What kind of programs are they listening to? What kind of friend do they have? I don't know if you know that or not. But what goes in, it's one day going to come out. And when I got big enough to whoop my daddy, it came out temporarily. It was two legs hit. He hit me in the mouth and I hit the floor. And I got up and started saying, yes, sir. You said that wouldn't work today. I know it. I know it. But whatever we're working is not working either. And whatever we're doing is not working either. And the problem is we have a clinker in our thinker. Something is not working right, if you please. So why? Why do we have to have, why do we have to carry guns? 
80 years old. I didn't carry a gun until I was 75. <laughs> I didn't need one when I was, until I got 75. But now everybody's got to have a gun. Why? To protect us with other folks who are trying to protect themselves with guns. Now I got a gun. It's not loaded. And it's not on me. But why all of a sudden is carrying so prevalent and so important? It wasn't when I started this church 30-some years ago. Is anybody here? I said, is anybody here? It wasn't 25 years ago. It wasn't important that everybody carry guns. Something's happening upstairs with the human race and with our culture and with civilization. Something is going wrong in a nation that's supposed to be Christian and in, a, in the Bible Belt that we are enjoying what is wrong with us that we got to carry guns. I I don't know. I'm just asking why so many drive-by shootings? What in the world is going on? Why are there so many teenage pregnancies? Why in the world are are the so husbands and wives being unfaithful to one another? You say, preacher, that's not happening. You want to come to my office and sit for a while? Want to come in and listen to the wife as she cries and big old tears running down her cheek? Preacher, uh, I found out last night I, I, I saw an email. I, I, I heard a phone call. I, I saw something on his clothes. Why in the world are Christians having to carry guns and be so untrustworthy and what's going on? What Something is happening in America that, that hasn't always been here. Why, if you please, are there so many Christians miserable? I'll tell you why. The wise man said, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. We need not only to be saved, but we need the mind of Christ. I don't have to look like the world looks. I don't have to smell like the world smells. I don't have to dress like the world dressed to feel good about myself. I don't have to do what the devil's crowd doing to make me feel good about me. No, I don't need. What I need tonight is the mind of Christ not a corrupt, not a, a, a controlled mind that's controlled by the world and all of his devils. I don't believe with all my heart. Christians need the mind of Christ. Let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. Could I please bear upon you for just a minute and you think about this. Thoughts are the father of deeds. You think it, and it won't be long till you be doing it. You say, not me. I am bigger than that. The only thing big about you is about your lies. You think it as a man thinketh in his heart. 
What's the rest of it? So is he. No wonder Paul said, we need the mind of Christ. What a great message this morning on salvation. What a great message this morning on uh, the plan and the person and the path of salvation. But salvation is not all there is to it if we're going to have a victorious life. Not only should we be saved, but there is also a doctrine called sanctification. And we need the mind of Christ to be sanctified. We need to allow the Holy Spirit of God to control our thinking. Did you know that thoughts today will be deeds tomorrow? You think about that. How many of you are really, really, really conscientious about what your kids are saying? What they're trying to do? Because if you'll watch that, you'll find out what they're thinking. And you'll be ahead of what they're going to do tomorrow. Well, I don't have time. Then why did you have them? They want nothing in this world to be more important than the picture and the image and the example you give for your kids. And they ought to see somebody with the mind of Christ. And you know what that mind is? It's a mind of humility. Not me first, but others first. Amen. Uh, I used to think I wanted to live next door to my grandkids. That's before they could walk or crawl. And it's nothing now to be sitting in the house and all of a sudden you see the crack in the door beginning to get wider. You can't see over the couch. There'll be a little sneaker. Grandma, do you have any treats? How precious that is. How wonderful that is. What a dirty, low-down scoundrel I would be to present the wrong kind of example and get that kid to thinking in the wrong direction. Amen. Let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus, who continually was concerned about others that's not your seat you've been sitting in it so long that it smells like you but that's not your seat and if somebody sits down before you do get you another one and stink it up if you please amen but think about others does it kind of aggravate you when somebody gets your parking lot in the parking lot they know I've been parking there for all these years and they just parked there just so they could make me mad. Well, it worked. <laughs> we got two folk that don't have the mind of Christ, right? Yeah. 
I said, amen. Come on, I can say amen. Do you know that they left my Sunday school class and went to another Sunday school class last week? You know what that does to me when they leave my Sunday school class and go to his Sunday school class? Well, evidently it accomplished what the devil wanted to do. You got huffy. I don't know if you know it or not, but we designed the Sunday school in such a way that they're teaching individual topics. And we designed the Sunday school so that you could go to the class you want to and still be counted. And that way we see if our teachers have the mind of Christ. <laughs> well, I can't believe they left mine and went to his. I, I can't believe they parked in my parking place. After all, I'm the only one you got the mind of Christ. I didn't shoot them. And I didn't sit out in front to run over them out the car when they went out of the parking lot. That's pretty good for me. You, you see what I'm saying, folks? Thoughts today more than likely will be deeds tomorrow. And thoughts today present pictures to those who's watching us of what Christ and the mind of Christ is really not. You know what we need in our church and what we need in our country? We don't need some more folk hating Trump. We don't need more folks taking Pelosi's part. We just need folks who would act more like Jesus every day and start thinking about others. Amen. Amen. Listen, today, and you'll be warned tomorrow. How can I change my life? How can I change what's going on by changing your mind? You change your life by changing your mind. Amen? You don't change your mind for your life. You change your life with your mind. Because as a man thinketh in his heart, you know the rest of it? So is he. Now next week I'll talk to you about a converted mind. Converted mind. I'm not going to preach it, but I'll read for you just a verse about the need for a converted mind. And I read for you out of the book of 2 Corinthians chapter number four. And let me read it for you, please. And I'll find it down through there. In verse number three of Second Corinthians chapter four, for if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, lost, lost. Verse four, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them that which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine through. The carnal mind is blinded by the God of this world. I've never heard a 
plainer message on salvation than I heard this morning. Years ago when I was in evangelism, I used to preach a, a terrible amount. And I used to preach terrible also, terrible amount. A lady walked up to me one night and said, you are such a simple preacher. Now I had to think about that a while. You know, that can be taken in all kinds of directions. Number one, it could said, you're so dumb, you didn't get very high in your IQ level when you was preaching tonight. What she meant was, everybody in the place could understand what you were saying. This morning, if you did not understand the gospel and the need of the gospel and how to be saved, how to get to heaven, the only way there is to heaven, there's a clinger in your thinker. The great message. Amen. A great message. You know what was going on all during that message? The God of this world was hanging before the mind of everybody in this place. Shoot, I got a long time. I get saved anytime. Uh, look at me. I'll be here next week. If I want to get saved, I'll get saved. And the God of this world blinded the minds of those carnal minds who knows nothing about Christ. Why? It won't be no fun to get saved. Why should I get saved and give up all this fun I'm having? Like hangovers and bad trips and hiding and running and all that. You know, why should I give up all of this and get saved? You know what we need? We need to tell, we need to tell the devil to go to hell back where he came from. And he can quit throwing all this camouflage in front of us. You tell me, you tell me what's fun about getting drunk, going to a party, and getting knocked up. You tell me what's fun about hangovers, drug addiction. Pornography addiction. Think of the heartbroken wives that go to bed in Baptist churches every night realizing what her husband is doing when she's asleep. How cheap it must make her feel that he's in there gaping at ugly pictures. And she's crying her eyes out. You tell me what's fun about that. Would you tell me what that, what's fun about that? Tell me what's fun about drinking just enough, get you enough courage to walk up to somebody and they hit you with one knock, knock three of your teeth out and you have to have a brace in your mouth the rest of your life. You tell me how much fun that is. If you come to my office, tell me, men, you'll laugh about it. Just how much fun that is. But the devil has got the minds of unconverted people thinking that we are idiots and they are smart. We can go to bed and have a good night's sleep and they can't do that. The problem is 
we got something messing up our minds. The devil has got us blinded. I wish I had time. I'm going to preach to you next week on this thought too. The converted mind, once you get saved, can be corrupted. Now think about it if you would please. Can be corrupted. Just because you're saved don't mean that everything bounces off your mind when you let it in. That you cannot, you cannot let in trash without you begin to think trash. Amen. I'm sorry you can't do that. You say, preacher, I didn't come to hear this. I know that. That's the reason I'm going to quit right now. Trash in, trash out. Amen. Have you ever heard of this? Well, preacher, I didn't mean to slip and say a word around you that I usually don't say. No, you didn't slip. You say that. That's how you talk. <laughs> amen. I said, amen. Hmm? That's the reason I don't say racial words. That's the reason I don't say bad words. I don't want anything coming out that would hurt and embarrass and bring reproach to our Lord. Amen? So I must be careful. Although I have a converted mind, it is possible that a converted mind can become a corrupt mind. You don't believe that? Ask Lot. Ask Lot sitting in the gate in Sodom and Gomorrah. Ask Lot as he offered to those perverts, his daughters, to do anything. They asked Lot. The Bible said righteous Lot vexed his righteous soul with sin and woe. And hearing what the unrighteous do. You and I must be careful as Christians. Although we have a converted mind, it's possible that that mind can be corrupted by seeing and hearing. You young men, allow the Holy Spirit of God to impart to you the mind of Christ. And think of others instead of yourself. When you date, make her ride in the back seat. <laughs> That's a little extreme, I think. My wife and I, we were dating. I made her ride in the back of the truck because I wanted to watch her reputation and respect her. We had to go to the beauty shop quite often to get her hair straightened out, but she was perfectly fine with that. We dated. We went to Denny's, sat in front of a big plate glass window so that everybody who drove by could see that she was sitting on one side, I was sitting on the other side. Now, why would you do that? Respect. Respect. I wanted everybody to know that 
I respected her. Well, didn't you ever want to kiss her? I tell you, I had to keep her knocked off me. I carried a fly swatter all the time. Every time she, I had her right in me. That's why her lips were all puffed up right now. We didn't have a puff job on her lips. I hit her in the face. That fly swatter so many times. Right, why? Yeah. Would you think lying would be uh, not having the mind of Christ? <laughs> if you take them out, fellas, respect them. No touchy, touchy. You don't need to be touchy, touchy. Touchy, touchy makes sparks fly. Sometimes you don't know how to put the fire out. The mind of Christ is concerned about others and not yourself. Amen? Mm? Yeah. A converted mind, it's possible to become a corrupt mind. And I'll also next week teach you some things about how you can take a corrupt mind and conquer the corrupt mind through the power of the Holy Spirit. Let this mind be in you. Let God implement let God the Holy Spirit do a work in your mind and in your heart that will bring honor and glory to our Lord. Amen. Amen. I could not believe. And I didn't always walk around with a halo on. I've only been saved 50, 53, 54 years. I wish I'd have been saved 80 years. I wish I'd had enough sense to give my life to Christ when I was a young man. But what we used to laugh at in my 20s, we don't laugh at anymore. It's more serious now than it when it was in our 20s, Doc, when we were laughing at it. It used to be sin. Now it's become a human right. A political right. And I'm afraid if we don't change some of our thinking and change some of our doing, my grandkids and your kids are going to be in for a rough ride if they talk about Christ. That's why our church is not going to change. That's why we're just going to believe the book. And if the book says I need the mind of Christ, then I need the mind of Christ. Amen. And I'll tell you, when you really find out you need the mind of Christ, when you stand before the guy and says, I do, that's when somebody else will become important. 